Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today on another podcast. My name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Our address is 106 South Pennsylvania Avenue in Greensburg. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. And our website, very popular website, I must say, is www.herbstoyourhealth.net. You can place an order on the website. Very, very easy to do so. Our first story today comes from a 52-year-old single mother of three children. She's ha- she had been having trouble getting back on track after 2020, the year of fear, and then switching gears to the holidays. And she just hasn't been able, hadn't been able to get back on track. So she wants to know, or wanted to know, where to start. Well, first of all, it's about changing habits. That makes sense, right? The, a basic strategy for getting well and staying well is forming healthy habits. We can help ourselves and others to be healthy. So many people I see take their health for granted until they lose it. The early warning signs are aches and pains and headaches and constipation and not having energy. You know, a high level of wellness is more than being symptom-free. It's a vibrant state of well-being. When you think about it, our lives are largely run by habit habituated behavior, ways of thinking and behaving that have been repeated so often that they become automatic. Our level of health is dependent on our level of habituated behavior. And it's especially the way you think about your health. Habits can work for us or against us. If we consciously create positive habits of our own choosing by putting forth effort into something that's good for us, we will get good results. People want to change, want better health. They want to change how they feel, but they don't want to change their lifestyle. They say, I've been living this way for decades why should I change now? Or, I hear so often, I've been living this way for decades. How did I get sick? It's a lot of simple things we can do to improve our health. When when you consciously shift your attention, as I have said before, it takes about three weeks to develop new behaviors or about 60 seconds if you shift your consciousness. And as you improve your habits, daily habits, you feel better, and then hopefully that's going to become a greater incentive to continue. Small, repeated efforts yield big results. Success is consistent, small things. Habit number one is a new mindset. Health starts in your mind. You can't be healthy if you're thinking constantly that you're sick or you're getting a payoff for being sick, 
you're like you're getting attention from people or, or you think you're incurable even if you say things to yourself such as I don't feel well or I'm getting old or like our 52 year old mother said I'm always tired I don't have enough energy I'm not as healthy as I used to be thoughts like these prevent us from becoming well so Rule number one, replace negative thoughts with positive thoughts, such as I'm a healthy person, my body is strong and healthy, I take good care of myself, or my, my personal favorite is every day and in every way, I'm becoming better and better. Another habit to replace or to add is regular physical activity. I like walking, um, do, do something pleasant. You know, you don't have to be like the television commercials and do Peloton, although I know people who do it. Anyway, it improves your circulation, your mood, your immune system, just walking. And with spring on the horizon, we can, we don't have to totally bundle up to go out and walk. You can put on a light ja jacket. And if you get sore muscles, remember that magnesium heals muscle tears. Adequate sleep is another good habit to develop. It strengthens our immune systems, reduces stress, improves our moods. So if you make it a habit to go to sleep between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m., eight or nine hours later, wake up. Magnesium helps you sleep. A dark room is conducive to sleep. Relax AM, PM helps if you wake up in the middle of the night, take some of that, go back to sleep. Herbal sleep helps. Nervous fatigue formula that you don't take at bedtime is an adaptogenic combination that helps a lot of people sleep. Another good habit to develop is drinking more water. So the first thing in the morning, drink a glass of water. And then when you take your supplements, you're drinking a lot as well. Another good habit to develop. What we eat is adopted from our family and our culture. It's force of habit. It's hard to change your diet by focusing on what you should eliminate. It's easier to make changes by either focusing on positive changes or make, making healthy substitutions. Or if uh, you want, you can drink Nature's Harvest every morning. It's 55 green superfoods. Also under the heading of um, habituated behavior and nutritional health insurance, supplements, a supplement program. Um, many important nutrients are missing in our modern diets. And if you eat any processed food or restaurant food or uh, frozen from the frozen food aisle, we know that that's totally processed and we need to supplement. 
we need a, a basic vitamin mineral um, most m most people are deficient in vitamin d3 and magnesium you know when i talk to people and they say oh i take a lot of vitamin c and then i say well how much do you take i take 1000 milligrams a day that's one tablet many of our customers take 20 tablets 10 30 it's up to you it's your body it's your choice we need our trace minerals just about everyone is lacking in trace minerals uh, we need bowel health keep things moving of course psyllium psyllium and probiotic 11 and food enzymes and fiber and prebiotics um, you know when we make health a priority um, a healthy body and mind give greater energy and mental clarity to everything else we need to do so no matter how busy you are start today day one make the effort to develop some healthy habits makes sense to me you know once you start doing your healthy habits and you have a day where you don't do them first of all you feel weird um, you don't feel as good and you probably if you're like me just go and start whatever time of the day um, you get to it and then continue continue on your good habits another woman in her 50s was concerned about inflammation she wonders how she can tell if she's inflamed well you know you can tell the classic signs of inflammation are heat swelling redness and pain um, in latin these four symptoms were called itis itis which is why many traditional names for diseases end with itis the disease name simply tells you the part of the body that's been damaged and now it's inflamed so there are a lot of them um, so inflammation is involved in a lot of diseases arthritis bronchitis tendonitis dermatitis colitis diverticulitis sinusitis to name a few so that's um, inflammation that we can kind of see it's acute inflammation sometimes it is like if you get cut that's acute inflammation or a broken bone uh, it's kind of like the same thing pol police and firemen do when they arrive on the scene inflammation sequesters the damaged area the pain signals from inflammation alert you to the fact that you've been injured and your body needs help but then we have chronic inflammation which would be metabolic disorders cardiovascular disease diabetic complications cancer um, neurological diseases bone muscular and skeletal diseases so while in acute inflammation is a good thing chronic inflammation is not once the white blood cells have completed their cleanup of the area a healing phase is supposed to be initiated 
a new set of chemical messengers are released that tighten the capillary pores. The excess fluid and plasma proteins are removed from the area via the lymphatic system, which is why we keep our lymphatics in good working order, and then a regenerative cycle begins as these messengers stimulate tissue growth and repair. In chronic inflammation, the body has been unsuccessful in reversing the process and initiating healing. This is bad because the cellular waste and toxic material readily accumulate in the stagnant fluid around the cells. So inflammation of the liver, hepatitis, can eventually lead to scarring or cirrhosis of the liver. In other words, the itis becomes an osis, which is a degenerative and could be fatal condition. So some of the other inflammatory chronic diseases, I told you arthritis already, cardiovascular disease, um, cancer, and much, much more, the brain, dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. So how can we reverse chronic inflammation? First of all, we detoxify our lives. One of the reasons inflammation never reverses is that the irritant that caused the damage in the first place is never removed. It's like having a splinter that isn't pulled out. A prime example of this is smoking. Cigarettes are constantly irritated and inflaming lung tissue, which is why smoking is the number one cause of COPD and lung cancer. The tissues can't heal because they are continually being damaged. You know, you don't have to smoke to damage your lungs. Uh, I just heard the story recently of a hairdresser who developed lung cancer. She never smoked. It's just a lot of toxins. So we detoxify our bodies. One um, formula that I think is something to take every single day that we don't think about as a detoxifying formula is um, the medicinal mushroom immune boosting formula called immune stimulator, reishi, shiitake, maitake, and then of course vitamin C is the ultimate antitoxin, zinc, that can help. We can take uh, burdock, dandelion, yellow dock, milk thistle, or just take milk thistle combination. It has all of those, including N-acetylcysteine. And of course, our probiotics can be helpful in flushing toxins from our bodies to reduce tissue irritation. We want to control our blood sugar, of course, cinnamon balance, sugar reg, blood sugar formula, very good um, formulas to use. And then make an oil change. Um, <clears throat> major problem that increases inflammatory responses and prevents healing is an overabundance of omega-6 essential fatty acids coupled with a deficiency of omega-3 essential fatty acids. Many of the chemical messengers that mediate inflammation and healing are made from these fatty acids. 
in the absence of sufficient omega-3s, um, there's a tendency to have too many pro-inflammatory chemical messengers. So higher levels of omegas help our bodies produce the messengers that reverse the inflammatory process and start the healing process. <clears throat> Plus we need antioxidants and our anti-inflammatory herb combinations such as IF relief. This is a very popular formula. IF stands for inflammation. So IF relief is a blend of herbs that reduce inflammation and promote healing. This blend works for acute inflammation from injury, surgery, or whatever, and chronic inflammation, such as uh, arthritis and anything that is causing your body to be chronically inflamed. Um, it's really excellent for easing aches and pains. It has andrographis, boswellia, mangosteen, turmeric, and white willow bark. And I just talked about having an oil change. Might I recommend krill oil? Uh, krill oil is extracted from Arc Antarctic krill. It's very low on the food chain. Every time I think of krill, I think of whales just opening up their mouths and eating, you know, I don't know, a ton of it at a time. Maybe, the, maybe I'm overestimating how much whales eat. Um, krill oil is a rich source of the omegas, EPA and DHA. It also contains the powerful antioxidant carotenoid astaxanthin, which gives krill its red color. Krill oil exhibits a unique nutritional profile in that the omega-3 essential fatty acids, EPA and DHA, are bound to phospholipids that greatly facilitate their absorption through the intestinal wall. Studies have shown that phospholipid-bound omega-3 fatty acids have increased bioavailability as well as better delivery to the brain than fish oil. Although it's good to take fish oil, I prefer krill. Krill su surpasses fish oil for reducing the risks of cardiovascular disease. Krill has been shown to significantly reduce blood lipid levels, triglycerides. It reduces glucose, blood sugar. Um, it reduces C-reactive protein, which is an indicator of systemic inflammation and cardiovascular disease. C-reactive protein also serves as a predictor for stroke risk and dementia risk. Um, furthermore, astaxanthin found in krill oil has cardioprotective benefits and be, has been shown to combat oxidative stress, so oxidation and inflammation, and astaxanthin crosses the blood-brain barrier to protect your brain. So if you're looking for all of that, or if you're looking for um, 
inflammation management or to reduce inflammation and arthritis. Krill's anti-inflammatory effects most likely stem from the fact that each of its active ingredients demonstrates either direct or indirect anti-inflammatory properties. Phospholipids protect cell membranes from toxins and free radical damage. EPA and DHA promote the release of anti-inflammatory prostaglandins. And astaxanthin inhibits the production of pro-inflammatory prostaglandins. If that's not enough, uh, krill also has vitamin K. It's vitamin K2 which is essential uh, for blood coagulation. In fact, it's vitamin K comes from the German for um, coagulation. So um, it's really good for uh, arthritis. I was, that was astaxanthin. So vitamin uh, K2, um, goes beyond blood clotting, which it can even fight chronic diseases to increase your life expectancy. So if you're looking for something to grow old without aging to help you, krill oil would be a part of your daily program. Although blood clotting may not sound like a process that is critical for our everyday health, it is in fact essential. At one end of the spectrum, whenever we get a skin wound like a cut, we need sufficient blood clotting ability to close the wound and prevent excessive bleeding. On the other end of the spectrum, we do not want too much blood, blood clotting ability because when we are not wounded, we do not want our cardiovascular system to throw a clot and mistakenly block an otherwise functioning blood vessel. Vitamin K is one of the key nutrients we need to keep our clotting ability at exactly the right level. So what does vitamin K do to extend our longevity, help us grow old without aging? Well, it lowers our risk for a variety of chronic conditions such as heart disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, and cancer. On an interesting side note, vitamin K acts through a group of proteins called GLA proteins or GLA proteins, which is like a vascular and tissue protector. People who consume more vitamin K have a lower risk of dying of coronary artery disease. It's going to help your blood vessels and protect against atherosclerosis or hardening or calcification of the arteries. Vitamin K tends to improve insulin sensitivity and lower the risk of having uncontrolled blood sugar or diabetes. Um, it helps you not be have osteoporosis. So vitamin K is... Um, going to activate a protein called osteocalcin, which enables our bones to retain calcium and prevent an unnatural loss of bone density. And of course, it protects against 
cancer, such as liver and prostate cancer. So let's just all please take our krill oil every single day. As you know, you can call the shop and place an order. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. Or you can go to our website and place an order, www.herbstoyourhealth.net. I heard recently, I don't listen to the news, but if I do turn the TV on and to go to a different channel and the news is on, you have to hear a snippet of it. And here's the snippet I heard. And this was a quote. It's important that we stay focused on the long haulers. So I was um, just making an inference that they were talking about the people who got stuck with COVID for months. Yes, let's, I agree, let's focus on them, not with drugs. Um, someone told me when I mentioned that, they said, oh, they're looking at a, uh, some drugs to help the long haulers. Guess what? Everything that you could, would, or should have taken to avoid, quote unquote, the virus in the first place is what is going to help you recover from the symptoms or what you're stuck with. So just to recap, VSC creates an unfavorable environment for viruses in your body. Silver Shield kills over 650 disease-causing pathogens, microorganisms, completely non-toxic. VSC is completely non-toxic. Vitamin C. There is no upper limit to vitamin C except if you create one for yourself. There is no upper limit to the amount of silver you can drink a day unless you create one for yourself. Elderberry D3 Fens has uh, it's antiviral. Olive leaf is antiviral. Zinc is antiviral. Uh, and for energy, Tygo, Ionic Minerals, Super Supplementals, so many things. Come, please come to the shop, get a compass. Um, get a consultation. We will put you on the right track. We will help you recover. A um, woman was just in this morning who had COVID um, in the spring, and she said she did not have a sense of smell or taste for four weeks until she came in here, and then she got it back almost immediately. So you take your supplements and your body will respond. One of the, so if you, if you don't have a sense of smell or taste, that is uh, a hint and a half that your body is lacking zinc and it's also lacking vitamin C. Zinc is an essential trace mineral with uses ranging from colds to eye health. It's the second most common mineral in your body and it's found in every cell, although its concentration is 10 to 15 times higher in the prostate than in any other body tissue. Proper zinc levels offer a defense against the entrance of pathogens. 
in the 1800s, noting its many healing properties, surgeons used zinc as an antiseptic or antibiotic after surgery. When zinc was used, wounds would heal as quickly as 24 hours after an operation like without swelling and scarring was barely noticeable after a short period of time. Like Silver Shield, VSC, Vitamin C, Elderberry, Echinacea, Olive Leaf, Zinc is antibacterial and antiviral. Supplemental Zinc has been found to hinder the progress of macular degeneration, which is an eye disease. I would say if you have any eye disease label that someone has slapped on you, uh, add zinc. It, um, so macular degeneration affects the retina, but there are many other eye diseases for which zinc would be helpful. Um, zinc has been used to speed up the healing of stomach ulcers. I would add gastro health in there and vitamin C. Um, it's a cold remedy and immune function. So vitamin C and zinc taken at the first sign of a cold reduces it, its progression, uh, sometimes to hours. It's essential for our immune systems since it's needed for immune cell development and immune cell communication. It plays an important role in uninflaming us, you know, the inflammatory response. In fact, zinc deficiency affects your immune system's ability to function property, properly, resulting in an increased risk of infection and disease, including pneumonia. And pneumonia is another hint that you are lacking vitamin C and vitamin D3. Um, we, everybody needs zinc. Most people have a deficiency of zinc. And <clears throat> zinc is present in all the body's organs and fluids, but the prostate has a higher concentration than any other tissue except bone. Um, among other functions, zinc has a role in regulating the balance between testosterone and dihydrotestosterone, two male hormones that stimulate the growth of prostate cells. Although normal prostate tissue has lots of zinc, if you have a, um, an enlarged prostate, you probably don't have enough zinc. So you can get zinc in um, food like legumes, nuts, seeds, oatmeal, and there, it's also found in some meat and shellfish but you can't eat enough of the foods. to So I, that's why I say to supplement. And by the way, uh, if you call the shop and order three or more products, you will get a free sink. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Stay tuned for more information. And thank you very much. Again, my name is Patty. The shop is Herbs to Your Health. Our phone number is 724-836-7440. Thank you. Bye.